In today's discussion, we're diving into the world of events. From in-for conferences and user groups to virtual trainings and workshops, there's been a shift in mindset. Tune in to find out where members of the community can find the most value this year. This is RPI Tech Connect, and I'm your host, Chris Ari. Today, we're talking about events, specifically the shift in the types of events that are beginning to take hold across the Infor community. My goal for this session is to identify which events Infor users are going to get the most value out of. And to help us navigate the event space, we've got two very special guests, Infor industry veteran Chris Lang and the marketing savvy Michaela Fallon. Welcome, guys. Tell, can you uh, share with the audience a little bit about yourselves? Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Uh, very excited to be on the podcast today. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Michaela Fallon, and I am the Director of Marketing at RPI. Um, I have been at RPI for just over a year um, and been working in marketing for the better part of a decade um, in the last year, I've had the great opportunity to attend and even host, which we'll get into later, um, all kinds of uh, really informative Infor events, and I'm looking forward to uh, chatting about them. Awesome. Hey, Chris, what about you, man? What's your history? What's yeah, your this, story? Uh, it's long and colorful, right? Um, so this is Chris Lang. I'm a regional sales director with RPI Consultants, have been here uh, almost three years. In April, it'll be three years. Um, been part of the N4 ecosystem for 26 years. Started working in the space in 1998, right out of uh, right out of college. So I've had multiple roles across my career, uh, spanning from consulting to consulting management to sales management, and uh, and here at RPI in a sales role. So happy to be here today and have this discussion. Just a little bit of background, right? You're a you're a new guy, <laughs> new guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's, why, that's why Chris Lang is the expert on this podcast today. <laughs> well, happy no, to have I, both of you. Yeah, this this is a uh, yeah. Gonna, looking forward to today's discussion, and and like I mentioned, today we're going to get into events. You know, as we've known them, as they're becoming, and so and so, Chris, I'd like to start with you. Like, what's been going on in your world over the last couple of years? What have you seen? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, events have taken on a whole new meaning and approach. We had this thing called the pandemic that really just sort of shut down any kind of, uh, you know, personal interaction or in-person meetings for some time. Um, we certainly see that now opening back up and um, the events are starting to happen again. And I think... Over the past couple of years, what I've been seeing is that the attendance is, is steadily rising as well. So I think folks are excited to get out and to get with their peers or counterparts or partners, uh, you know, at various events and exchange ideas and collaborate and talk about uh, things that they can do to make their business operations better. So um, we're seeing things come back to life, so to speak, I would I would say. Um, We've also seen probably some consolidation, whereas in the Infor space specifically, there used to be a ton of kind of regional user events, and those those events are maybe consolidating now and creating larger events for you know, more ge uh, geographic area uh, as far as attendance goes. So, seeing a lot of different things happen, but 
I think the good news is that they're coming back and folks are interested in, in those in-person events once again. And, and we're seeing the, uh, the attendance numbers rise, which is good. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Chris, that um, the the return to events has maybe been a little bit slower than the, you know, quote unquote, return to regular life elsewhere. But I think people are really starting to see the value of that in-person interaction again and the what they're missing if, if they haven't really returned to those in-person spaces. Um, and it's been exciting to see that steady increase over time. Um, and again, we'll, we'll echo what you said about kind of the, the consolidation of some of these events. You know, the, it has shaken up the whole landscape. Things are kind of resorting themselves out. And I think people are looking for a lot of bang for their buck when they're going to an event. Um, I, I think the threshold for getting someone in person is probably a little bit higher now. And so people are, are really looking for a lot of value when they in, attend an event. So, you know, these, these user groups and these new mega user groups, I think, are providing a ton of value to, to visitors. Um, I think another event that we've seen post-pandemic that is really providing a ton of value to the community is InforConnect. Um, everything I heard about that event from both our team and from customers last year um, was that it was a really stellar place for for the community to gather. Yeah, yeah I agree, Michaela. Um, InforConnect was was super valuable, and and I think we're going to see more events like this going forward. Um, so for sure, I agree with you there. Yeah. So so uh, InforConnect is. Um... You know, it's, I think it, last year was the first time we, we saw that, right? I think it was the first time Infor had rolled that out. Do you think in a way that, that um, it kind of replaced what Inform was? Or what do you, what do you, yeah, what do you think there? I, I, don't think, no, I don't think it replaced what Inform was. I think, um, I think it was super, uh, super valuable to have, you know, partners and customers and folks from Infor at the same event. And nothing replaces kind of in-person interaction and collaboration. And I think it was good for, you know, our, our customers to be in a setting again where they had you know, these informational sessions that, that were, you know, extremely valuable and applicable to their scenarios. It's always good networking, um, whether it be with our customers here at RPI or other partners, so to speak, you know, there's a ton of value in collaborating and, and talking with other partners about what's going on in the ecosystem, uh, trends that we see that we need to pay attention to. Uh, and then, and then project experiences as well. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we are kind of one big family, if you will, and we're all in this to support the N4 customer base and N4. So, um, you know, was it, 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 the same kind of experience that in forum is no, uh, but but you know maybe we'll talk a little bit later about uh, the possibility of in forum coming back. I know that that is a very popular event, and and hopefully one day it will come back. That's interesting, and I think I, you, we had we had spoken previously, but I know that you mentioned that at in connect you saw. Uh, a larger attendance rate from certain regions, and and so maybe like. This year and going forward, maybe there'll be more events like that in different areas that kind of appeal to to folks from different parts of the country. Like, what do you what do you think there? Yeah, I definitely think that you know there has to be kind of a regional focus. In um, Four Connect, if I'm not mistaken, last year was held in St. Paul, where the In Four um, 
and four offices are there. And we did get a lot of attendees from that particular area in the Midwest. So perhaps, um, you know, a couple of additional regional events, one catering to the West Coast and then perhaps one uh, on the East Coast as well would uh, kind of round out attendance and, you know, attract uh, various customers of N4 in those particular regions to come to this event. So maybe that's, maybe that's on the docket for them. I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that would be very nice to see. Yeah. And so in the meantime, I know that, you know, as we said that this year, you know, people are, are slowly and surely attending more in-person events. But, but as Michaela said, the ask is a little bit greater now. Um, and so in the meantime, I wonder if like, you know, folks from the community are looking elsewhere for, for resources to like, you know, level up and find out what's going on in that space. So, uh, Michaela, from your perspective, do you, do you see there as like a middle ground for where people can kind of like get caught up and also like improve their skills? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think one thing that we're seeing, you know, it's it's like what you see with everything today. You can um, everything's becoming a little bit more customized and tailored over time. I think that's a that's an overall trend, and I think we're seeing that happen in events too. We're getting some that are more specific to a certain type of user or a certain type of product or training or, or something like that. Um, So something I can speak to is um, what we've been doing here at RPI. Um, We hold trainings, uh, both in person and fun new things that I'll I'll talk about a little bit. We're doing them remotely as well. Um, And those trainings are really focused on a specific topic. So configuration console, for example, IPA, for example. Um, And that will be a three-day hands-on intensive training with our consultants and with a small number of fellow Infor users. And we've found that people find a lot of value in that because they are walking away with really actionable hands-on takeaways, learning how to, you know, help them do their job easier. Um, So I think we will continue to see more things like that that are really tailored to a specific um, group and make it really worthwhile for them to to come in person. Um, On the flip side of that, some topics don't have to be done in person, don't maybe lend themselves to a three-day long training or some job functions. um, It's not as easy to go on site somewhere for three days. Um, So we have introduced a new virtual training option. We're calling them Lunch and Learns, and they are half-day remote trainings, um, keeping them small so that people can still get that high value of that really one-on-one intensive training. But, you know, for for someone who has to be on site in a hospital, for example, um, we're we're trying to do things where we meet people where they are and, and don't necessarily ask them to come to our office for three days. So I think I think we're going to see a lot more diversification like that going forward. Nice, yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, especially with like meeting people where they are, you figure what's involved in in tra- uh, you know traveling to either a, a major conference or something industry specific, or even you know an in person training like the ones that we do. Like, there's a lot involved in that process. Whereas attending something virtually is just, you know, usually one-time payment and some instructions on how to attend and then you're good. You know, you're, you're not having to, not nearly as many resources are involved with getting approval for something like that. 
Yeah, and I think, too, if you look at, you know, Chris, you mentioned the bigger conferences, which, you know, pretty much in our space and given the markets that we're we're working with in at, at Infor, being an Infor partner, I mean, you've got HIMSS, which is the big, you know, healthcare technology conference that happens every year. You've also got GFOA. You look at our customers, you know, a lot of healthcare, a lot of government um, customers that we have, as well as Infor. Um, but you've got GFOA and then ICMA. So these are all larger conferences that that really have spokes uh, to smaller regional groups. And we've been finding a lot of value in those those conferences as well. So you've got the, the big annual conferences that these organizations hold. And then, uh, you know, for GFOA, for, as an example, you'll have a North Carolina GFOA or a Virginia GFOA. So um, in, in the past year or so, we've been finding that these regional conferences that are offshoots of these larger events are also very valuable. They're smaller. They're more um, intimate, if you will, in terms of interactions with the attendees, uh, a lot of opportunity to share ideas and thoughts and talk, you know, tell stories about what's going on in the market, not only in the software business, but, you know, for, for each of these industries, what are the, what are the challenges and, and advantages of, healthcare customers or government, um, you know, agencies that we work with. So yeah, I think those are really valuable as well. Yeah. And you're making a good point there too, because like the difference between attending something like an industry specific conference, like you're going to get different kind of value out of something like that, as opposed to something on a smaller scale with the intimate setting that you mentioned, because I think, when you're in the smaller setting, like you can you get more one-on-one time with people in your you know from the community, but on the other side of it, in the, at the bigger events, you're kind of getting caught up on emerging trends and maybe where the product is going and things to expect, like on the product roadmap that uh, you may not have known otherwise. So it, it's interesting, and and, and, I, and I agree with you that you know as much as as beneficial as the. Uh, the, the virtual trainings are is like sometimes like there's no substitute for getting people in the same room at the same time talking about what's important to them. Yeah, totally. And, and Chris area, I will just, uh, two Chris's man. We, uh, we got to plan this. One better next time. You, can, you can just call me Lang if you want. That's, that's pretty yeah, standard. Maybe, maybe uh, we'll go last names for this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, you know, talking about those kind of broader industry events, um, you know, speaking from my perspective as an attendee, um, you know, Chris Ari and I got the opportunity to go to a marketing conference this year and that, that kind of broader, that those broader conferences to me are like the dreaming conferences. That's where you get to see, you know, as Chris was saying, the big trends, you get to have the big ideas Whereas I think the more intimate settings sometimes allow you to get into the nitty gritty and specifics um, in, a, in a more accessible way. So I think there's a place for both of them. You just kind of have to know what your goal is going into it. Yeah, and I would I would say too, Michaela, kind of a thought I just had. If I look at it, I, I've attended hundreds. I'm, I'm guessing at this point hundreds of events that are either related to software or an industry and you know, obviously it's valuable to be able to talk to people there and to develop relationships and network. But kind of to your point, I always find myself personally exploring the different, uh, 
uh, what it, it exhibits. I don't know. I don't want to use all the marketing and, and uh, conference cliches here, but to, to meet other partners or vendors or companies that are at these events to get an understanding of what they do and, and kind of to your point, how it all sort of fits into an industry's direction. And, and it's always enriching for me to learn more about what technology exists or what services exist or various types of companies and organizations that attend these events as exhibitors as well, what they do and what they bring to the market. It's always evolving, as you can imagine. When I went to a conference uh, 20 years ago, it's a little bit different today <laughs> in terms of technology and capability and, and, and to your point, ideas and dreams about um, what solutions could be applied for our customers. So it's very interesting to me to, to soak all that in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a big important piece of this that we're missing is when you go to these big conferences, the booths are amazing and you get cool free swag. And that is, uh, <laughs> that is an important part yeah. of the whole experience. <laughs> well, you could, you, could get, you could get your swag and probably snare, uh, you know, snare a cocktail at the next booth and Very true. <laughs> play a round of darts at the, yeah. So it's almost like going to a circus, some of these shows. Yeah. Um, tons of entertainment and plenty of free free gifts to go around i agree <laughs> yep yep no and it's true and it, it's it's fun i mean the big conferences are fun i think you know not to pat ourselves on the back too hard but i think when we bring people into our rpi office you know we do we take them out to a baseball game or take them axe throwing that i think there's a maybe an unsung part of this which is it's good bonding with your team and with with other people in the industry that that's that's a big part of a lot of these you yeah, gotta I like agree. the people and, you yeah. sorry. You gotta like the people Go you work with, and and what better way to do that than to like do something that's maybe not totally related to work, right? Hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I and I think that you know to kind of cap off the maybe one of these days we'll start we'll stop referring to the pandemic as that era of time that was very challenging for everybody. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, what's what's most exciting to me now going to events is seeing people that I haven't seen in perhaps years um, due to these, these, uh, you know, these gatherings being kind of canceled or put by the wayside or, you know, shifted to virtual. So, you know, being able to link up and, and connect with folks that I've known all my career, uh, obviously, you know, many of us have taken varied paths along, along our career journey, but still doesn't change the fact that, you know, I've got long-term relationships with with a lot of people in this industry. I've got a lot of friends in this uh, in this industry, and it's always good to to reconnect with them in person for you know at events like this. And, and that's that's a highlight for me as well to keep those relationships up, the relationships up and going. Yeah, I I, I have to to call out that sentiment. There there really is no substitute for getting together in person with people and and catching up and, and talking about what's going on in, in your world and you know kind of new developments at work um and then you know it's just yeah i just i, I agree with you 100 percent. it's it's and you mentioned something too like the, at, at one point we'll get away from like referring to covid as like this time where it was like well this happened and, and I, 
I've heard people even coin the term like it's it's BC now, like it's before COVID and after COVID. Like <laughs> right. that has adopted new meaning <laughs> since it was so like traumatic. But, like it's true, it really has changed the way that people interact and the way that they like to consume content. Whether you know, and so it's just it's an interesting landscape right now. And ultimately, I think people need to set out what they want to achieve and what they want to take out of these events before like, you know, deciding to attend them. Like, like Michaela had mentioned earlier, what's the goal. And depending on what that goal is, you're going to get different outcomes or different events are going to lend themselves to different outcomes. And you need to know that going forward. Totally Um, agree. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate you guys sharing your perspective with us. Um, We're getting close to time, but before we wrap up, I'd like to ask you each this final question. Uh, it's the million dollar question. And if you could offer today's audience one piece of advice regarding events in 2024, what would it be? Michaela, if we could start with you. Sure. Um, well, Chris, you, you really stepped on mine there, but sorry, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. Um, but no, I will, I will reiterate what you said that I, I think going into any event with a goal and an intention is always going to make it more valuable for you and your team. So uh, as we talked about, if that's a, if that's a, a dreaming and thinking big exercise, then there's one type of event for that. If it's a training and learning how to do things exercise, there's another type of event for that. Or if it's a networking and finding people in your industry, there's another type of event for that. So I I think that's really the overarching strategy is people are looking, you know, planning their schedules and and managing their budgets for the year. Um, I I think that's how they should go into it. Nice. And uh, Chris, what what do you think, man? What, what, what can we give the Infor community today? Yeah, well, we, we, we certainly can give a lot to the Infor community, but I would, I would say, you know, challenge yourself to go to an event and, you know, have, have the, the parts and pieces uh, of that event represent value for you. Um, but, I, but I think, you know, a lot of it might be just stepping off a ledge at this point and, and saying, uh, you know, I do want to go attend something in person. I, I know I'm going to get a lot out of it. The experience is going to be great. And then I would also say, too, you know, from, from an in for community perspective, uh, your voice is valuable. So encourage in for to do more. Um, your voice as the customer uh, or as a partner or as a part of the ecosystem just in general. Um, you know, should be heard, and 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 we know that Infor uh, will be listening. So you know, encourage Infor. Hey, we want more of these types of activities. They're extremely valuable. Someone um, always usually leave with with great takeaways to these conferences and events. Uh, so so encourage them to do more, and 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 they I I I believe they will listen and and yeah, act. That's a great point you're making. I'm actually glad you brought it up. We we didn't cover it too much, but like. These events are a great opportunity to like improve and strengthen the community because as we've seen, Infor is listening to what, what folks and users are saying and they're making improvements and they're taking action. So like even beyond your own personal goals and you know what it is that you want to do to like improve your skills or network, like this is an opportunity to, you know, make the product and the community stronger. You know, feedback is huge. So I, I so appreciate you saying that. I'm glad you did. Um, and so, yeah. Um, you bet. 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> and for those listening in today, thank you for your time. Uh, appreciate you hanging out with us. This is, um, you know, we're doing this every other week. So uh, if you have a question about today's episode or want to want to hear us talk about something that maybe you'd be interested in hearing, we invite you to uh, to reach out to us. You can do so at podcast at rpic.com. Again, that's podcast at rpic.com. Until next time, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Michaela. Always good being with you guys. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye.